0: Hey, it's Kinzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more, and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence.
1: Welcome to
2: The Baldcast. A production of John Konzano's Baldface Truth.
0: University of Oregon Athletic Director Rob Mullins here, stepping in on Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, he uh, will talk along with Bill Hancock, uh, the college football playoff uh, is expanding, and uh, Rob, you have been on that committee and you 've been the chair of that committee um what 's what 's expansion going to mean for the for the landscape
2: well, I think it 's going to leave more teams in the conversation longer what you know one of the unintended consequences I think is you know everybody wanted a playoff, and when we went to a playoff you 'd be in week two or three john and that 's all anybody we 're focused on. If you lost an early game it 's like oh so suddenly you 're out of the conversation and you could be one of the top four teams or certainly one of the top ten teams. But now, when we go from four to twelve, I think it'll keep more teams in that conversation longer.
0: the The way that you'll schedule—do you have a sense yet, or I see like Alabama and some other schools are starting to schedule a little tougher, but I don't know. What does that What does that mean?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, we've stuck to our formula that's that's worked for us. Um, so I, I guess to be determined. Um, obviously, you, if you win your league in in, in the Pac twelve or Pac ten. Uh, then you're automatically in. So it does buy you some more flexibility. Um, But, you know, with our coaches, and Dan is certainly in this boat, you know, know, they want to play those big games uh, for recruiting, for student-athlete experience, for visibility, because, you know, you've seen the numbers when we play at Ohio State or play at Georgia. Uh, It's incredible. I was talking to Gary Stokin from the Peach Bowl who hosted that game last year, and even though – you know, the game, you know, was a big lead at halftime. It still had huge numbers in the second mm-hmm. half. Do you Are those games tough to
0: put together, or how does a game like that come together?
2: Yeah, it, it, they can be for sure. You know, Gary had been on us for a lot of years, one in Oregon, you know, because they have such a great relationship with their sponsors down there at the Peach Bowl and in Atlanta and obviously playing in a brand-new NFL venue is attractive, but the travel is difficult. So uh, they can be uh, hard to put together. I'd love to have those in the Western footprint for sure. Um, but when you look at what Dallas does and what Atlanta does, they're just different in, in the kind of resources they bring, the kind of environment they, that they create, and it's a great experience.
0: Rob Mullins with us, University of Oregon's athletic director. Um, Dan Lanning, uh, year one, he wins 10 games. Some of your fans are up in arms because they've forgotten that 10 wins is a good thing. Um, <laughs> How do you deal – how do you manage expectations, sell season tickets, uh, evaluate a coach critically, you know, at the end of year one? What's that balance like for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, you take all of that into effect, right? Because, uh, you know, as as we see in the NSA model, uh, resources are a key part of the game because we're allowed to do more and more and more and more official visits, provide more support for student-athletes. Um, And that's a key piece of it. But, you know, 10 wins in year one after having really only six months to prepare with two new systems um, is really good. Uh, It's great that our expectations are to do more than 10 wins every year, and that's what we want. We embrace those. Uh, But I, I think year one was a success, and I'm extremely excited now that we've had a full year. Um, you know, to prepare for 2023 to see what's going to produce.
0: You've got a good home schedule. You get, you know, you obviously get the Civil War game or the Oregon State game at home. You got USC coming. Uh, How are season ticket sales for football?
2: Season ticket sales are good. I think we're kind of in the 90% renewal range. Um, You know, we've seen a lot of many, but USC has sold out. Mm -hmm. um, And now Colorado is tracking because it's going to be, Colorado's new coach's first Pac-12 game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like, hey, don't say his name. We don't we don't talk about him cuz he didn't show up at media day.
2: <laughs> but so that one's tracking actually actually Washington State is tracking close really? to a sellout. So, we've got one in the books, one getting or two getting in fairly close. So, season tickets have kind of remained steady at that 90% mark, um but again, we've seen the many plans in the single game. So, um, you know, really, and now what we're building around the Hawaii weekend with, you know, Cuthbert having a, a Common Kings concert and the Diamond League gold meet um, at Hayward, that's going to be a huge weekend. So uh, we think we can sell out th- four when you add Oregon State in, and then you start looking at Hawaii as that fifth. You know, that's a pretty good year.
0: D- does, can you predict if you have a, you know, stronger non conference schedule that you, that that equates to more season tickets or, what what are what are the what's the calculus there? It's, you...
2: uh, what we've seen over the years, it's kind of changed, John. So it probably drives some season tickets, yeah. but what we've seen is um, families are less likely to commit to seven Saturdays. But there's a little bit of FOMO when you have a big event, mm-hmm. um, and so people are willing to pay a premium for a big event, but less likely to commit to seven Saturdays. So that's kind of that's why you know when we talk to our uh, outbound ticket sales group, they just. Try to try to create the sandwich a little differently. We all used to push for trying to sell out in season tickets. Now you got to work together, mini plant. You got to you got to have a, a yeah. longer menu.
0: The uh, we've talked about non-conference scheduling before. It's getting more difficult, isn't it? Yes. To buy it, games and it is, yeah. and you start
2: to see things like Ohio State canceling a series with Washington. So yeah. if the Big Ten goes away from you know playing pure fewer Power Fives, that makes it tough. You know, fortunately, unless somebody buys out of a deal, we're pretty set. You know, we've got Texas Tech here in the next mm-hmm. couple of years. Then we have Oklahoma State. Then we have Baylor. Uh, we've got Michigan State in the future, Ohio State in the future. So we're kind of out for eight, ten years, um, and hopefully we can hold on to those.
0: Now, you went through um, Helfrich to Taggart to Cristobal to Lanning. What that feel like for you? Because fans <laughs> – Got a little whiplash in there. Yeah. And had some fun, but, you know, it was.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we were successful in all those. Um, I had a little whiplash, too. Um, and, and, and I get why the fans had whiplash because we were a program built on continuity. When you look at the succession plans. Yeah. Um, And it had been successful. And our community uh, has very high expectations for win-loss. But they also really care about the connection, the involvement in the community. And when you have that kind of turnover, it's hard for people to lay down roots. So um, I'm confident that Dan's going to be with us for a long time.
0: You and I have talked um, off-air about uh, realignment expansion, the media rights deal. Just want to get Oregon's viewpoint. You know, you've got a new president. Yes. But what's Oregon's motivation as it pertains to membership in the Pac-12?
2: Well, obviously the Pac-12 has been Pac-10, Pac-8, Pacific Coast Conference. Pac-12 has been um, great for University of Oregon. Uh, we appreciate the alliances and the partnerships that we have uh, with all the West Coast and Mountain schools, and it's extremely important to us. So we've been working really hard. Uh, to make sure that we can get to a deal that allows us to remain competitive and remain competitive in a changing landscape because we're allowed to do a lot more now, and those resources do matter. That media deal does matter, not only from the direct revenue from the media, but the exposure. Um, and so and, and, you know, we're very proud that we can drive a lot of that when you look at the metrics, particularly over the last 10, 12 years uh, of the ratings, of the interest, of the social media following. Um, so uh, we, we've been working hard uh, to make sure that we're good partners and doing everything that we can to get that deal across the finish line.
0: I, I keep saying what matters to Oregon is getting access to the playoff
2: but don't let me speak for you is that oversimplification no no i mean that's extremely important again as we talked about when yeah. the playoffs started you know that that i mean that's it's become the focus of college football yeah um and there's you know there's a lot of unintended consequences in that but i mean that is a huge piece um and when you have the investment that we have in the sport uh then absolutely uh that is a big piece of it and uh, maintaining some of these traditional rivalries, playing games where your fans can, can get to, uh, is important as well. Rob Mullins, Oregon AD, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Oh, you got you got the uh, mini golf down? Yeah,
0: mini golf, I got it. And uh, we got some foosball over there, whatever you need. All right, thanks, Rob. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix on the show. Uh, Bo, we talked about Chick-fil-A. I think it was last, was it last year. feels like a long time ago. Uh, it was like-, like a year ago. Maybe
1: it was a little. It was after the season. After sometimes, the season, yeah. I lost track of two. <laughs> I lost I track too. of two. I? I don't know.
0: I can't remember. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm. Uh, I, I've been doing a lot of interviews. You've been doing a lot of interviews. This interview is not going to be like the other interviews because I can't do it anymore. Okay. I'm I can't really. just talk about you know what are you doing in twelve formation or whatever. Yeah. We're gonna let's talk about um, this summer mm-hmm. getaway time. Did you get away? Did you go with family, your yeah, wife? Yeah, a
1: little bit. We went to uh, we went to Hawaii, me and Izzy. Um, got away a little bit. Uh, we're on the West Coast, so we thought yeah. it would be best, best time to go out there in case we um, went back East Coast. It's a long flight from the East Coast, so yeah. we went ahead and went while we were out here and had a blast. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to Maui, Kay. and it was great. It was uh, one of the more fun vacations I've been on. Um, the place was great vacation spot yeah ideal
0: did you uh, when you go on a vacation like that do you want do you have to go zip lining and go to the luau or do you just like to sit
1: I like to sit but while I'm there I might as well do a little bit of it I yeah. can't just sit the whole time yeah you get sunburned. <laughs> <Get bored. laughs> right so uh, so yeah we did the whole uh, the excursions well, we did plenty of sitting don't get me yeah. wrong um, but at the end of the day we did a little bit of what Hawaii had to offer